Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Matthew chapter 23. He looked over Jerusalem and said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Thou that killest the prophets, those that, that, that uh, destroy those that I sent to you, how oft I would gather you, that I would gather you as a hen, just gather as chicks, and, but you would not. And they resisted it, but boy, what, what would it be with how, how, how much more with, to those that are desperate and those that are hungry for, to be under the shadow of his wings. I'm, uh, I'm desperate to be under his covering. I'm, I'm hungry and desperate to be covered by his spirit. Hallelujah. Let's, let's make this place one more time. Let's worship him. Oh, to make him our abode, to, to be covered by his wings, to, to be covered under his shadow. Hallelujah. To be covered under that cloud, the mighty God. Hallelujah. The everlasting Father. We worship him. We praise him. Hallelujah. Lord, you're wonderful. Lord, you're great. You're greatly to be praised. Lord, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed. Hallelujah. Oh, to be called by you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your covering. Thank you for your grace and your mercy for gathering us together, for your willingness to save us and to draw us and to keep us. Father, thy will, thy will be done tonight. Lord, thy will, Lord, would go forth. Hallelujah. Your word would go forth into our hearts and our minds that we would seek you, hallelujah, that you would be our priority. Lord, that our eyes would be fixed upon you, that our mind and our heart would be set, hallelujah, that we would be rooted and grounded in your love. We need you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, he will not despise a broken and a contrite heart, the, the drawing of his spirit. Oh, we need him in this hour. We need him in this day. Oh, when the world is looking for answers where they don't need to be looking. Oh, there's a God in heaven. His name is Jesus. Oh, that the people of God, they that know him, they that are called by his name would make him their trust. Oh, I put my trust in you, Father. Oh, I put my confidence in you. Hallelujah. We'll not be shaken. We'll not be distressed. Oh, hallelujah. We'll cast all of our cares to you, for he cares for you. Come on, let's come boldly before the throne, before the throne of grace. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. You may be seated. Uh, I'm not going to stop you from praising the Lord. I'm not going to stop you from praying in the Spirit. You can do that while we share the Word of God. You can do that. I don't need to do that. In the, I, need, I can do that without anybody knowing I'm doing that, praying in the Spirit. That, that's, I would, I would, I would, Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. And... Um, Obviously, there's, there's order in, in the house of God, but I, I pray in the Spirit as, as the Lord leads throughout, throughout a service, throughout my day. And so God is good. God is a good God and is so thankful to be a part of what he's doing. I'm thankful for God's grace. Um, I know who I am. I am what I am because of the grace of God, through the grace of God, not in our own works, not not. I've got nothing. The only thing I can boast about is that God is good and that his grace and his love and his mercy is sufficient. I need two testimonies. Anybody have testimony they want to share? Brother Logan's giving me instruction on how they need to. <laughs> All right, so you're going to get the mic and you need to put it right here and so forth and so on. Logan's keeping us accountable. Uh, testimony. If you're going to raise your hand, you don't have to, but I'll call on you. So, Sister Julie, you're right there, so I'm going to call on you. <laughs> oh, well, there's so much I could say. I can get up and preach the rest of the night. No. <laughs> um, you know, I'm just so thankful for the goodness of God and the love of God, you know, that through, you know, this difficult time, that the Lord was revealing himself in such marvelous ways that, you know, he, it's, he's taking us from this place of, like, law and judgment to this place of just 
peace and love. And this is going to be our testimony. This is going to be our witness to the world. You know, when everything else is going crazy around them, you know, and maybe the same things are happening with us, but we're going to have peace throughout it. And it's, and it's going to be that peace and the contentment, that trust in God that's just going to draw people into this place. It's going to draw people into relationship with him because he truly is the answer. He is absolutely the answer to everything. And I am so thankful for him and for what he's shown me, that he has loved me, that he calls me his own, that he has brought me into his kingdom. And I am really living the best life. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Good, good testimony. Amen. One more. Someone have a testimony? Sister Ann? Sister Yes, yeah, Praise the Lord. Uh, I've been looking at the, uh, the building of Solomon's temple in Second Chronicles. And it just, I don't know, I've just seen it differently, so many things. But what I noticed was the hands that Solomon had to work to, re to build the temple. And it said um, 80,000 men to work um, the burdens, and I think it was 30,000 more to quarry in the stone. I'm like, wow, wouldn't can we do a lot with all those people, <laughs> men in particular? And so um, he goes on to, they go on to finish the temple, of course. And then he, he prays a prayer of dedication. And he gives God the credit for, I think he says, I don't have the word, but he says, um, faithful God that you've, uh, what you promised has come to pass by your hands. I thought, well, hands, his hands didn't build the temple. The, the men, the people, they built the temple. And so it was two things that I saw, or I thought I saw, that his hands making the temples, that's us. His hands built like a shadow to, to, to us, pointing towards us. And then the physical hands, the real hands that built this temple for God. And they say it was 34 tons of gold that they used to, you know, overlay the articles. And the floor was, I don't know, 90 feet, maybe square. I can't remember the dimensions, but a lot of gold. So this, it was half of the gold at that time, they say. It was maybe $125 million worth of gold that went into the temple. And I thought, the physical hands, yes, that's it. He needs, he needs our hands to work. And so whatever it is to, to build up your temple in the Holy Ghost, um, as brick by brick, I think the writer of Hebrews said, one upon the other, because in the end, we have Revelation, I think we're in the third chapter, at Life Group it says you'll be a, a pillar that won't, ne won't ever be removed. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is just... The work we need to work together. We the, we don't have eighty thousand or ninety thousand, but we if we have nine that are willing to work, God's going to do what He's he will give us what He's the the tools that we need to accomplish what He's called us to do, whatever our territory is. And so I just want to encourage the saints, you know, support Pastor D, support Bishop Vona, uh, your youth leaders, your, your ushers and greeters, you know, put, put your hands to the plow and work because the, the results are eternal. It's an eternal place, yes, our reward, but we, we need to take those that we can with us and that, that requires the sacrifice and the effort of the working hands, which are God's hands on the earth today. That's you and me. So just want to be encouraged. I uh, encourage you. This is it's, the temple is, was awesome. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Praise the Lord. And as, as you were, um, as you were saying that and talking about that temple, I was reminded of its First Kings chapter six and verse seven. It says, "In the house when it was building was built of stone, made ready before it was brought thither." so that 
there was neither hammer nor axe nor any tool of iron heard in the house while it was building. And so while they built that temple, the, the work that was done at the quarry and the cutting that was involved, and when they brought it together to build the house and make the house of God, it just fit together perfectly. And so the Bible says that the body of Christ is fitly framed together, that you are members in particular. And I'm thankful that God does a lot of chiseling and a lot of cutting, <laughs> does a lot of work off-site uh, and, and continue to do uh, that work and allow him to do that work. I, I, I need him to just continue to work and to mold and to shape me and to, to do the, not only allow my hands, that, that he would work through us to, to be his hands, to be his feet. Uh, and so it, it, the Bible says not to cast off your confidence, which we have in Christ. And so we have great confidence and we have a great recompense of reward we have something that we we are are we're waiting and trusting for him and allowing ourselves to be a conduit of his spirit and so um so tonight and again tonight we we launched um a um some other uh there's a there's a group in oneida that's gathering together in a home uh there's a, a, another group at sister amelia's house gathering together and we are we are just preparing for harvest we believe that there's a harvest that God has for us. We believe that, uh, again, as Sister Julie said and others says, don't, don't get bogged down by, by what you're seeing. And, uh, you know, my flesh would definitely uh, be, be, uh, uh, feel anxious and anxiety, and I don't believe that's what the will of the Lord is for any of us. I believe we're supposed to cast all of our cares to him. I, I believe he's on the throne I believe that he is the king of kings and he sets king down and he brings kings down. And so we don't have to fret. We don't have to worry. We have to just trust and, and believe in the Lord. And so as we, we preparing, again, as best that we know how, and I believe that God will give us direction as we go forward. Uh, and he doesn't, doesn't usually, he doesn't uh, give you the whole picture all at once. If he does, he may give you, he told uh, Moses that they were going to go to the promised land flowing with milk and honey. So he told them where you're headed. But he didn't tell them how to get there all at once. He just gave them little step, little by little. And as, a wa- as you walk with God, I believe he will reveal his will as you walk in what you know to do is right. And so God's will. And so we're, we're endeavoring to walk uh, and to be sensitive to the spirit of God. I don't, I don't believe we're going to miss it because we have a desire to please the Lord and to make ourselves available. And so in, in these groups, we're, we're, uh, and again, when you're in a home, it, it's a little bit different uh, in doing it in this setting. So the, and there may be a rotation of different uh, of the leaders sharing and and teaching and, and different formats, and we're all different. Thankfully, we're all different. We do things maybe a little different, but obviously that's why it's important for you to get your Bibles out, to get your pens out, to get paper out, and, and uh, rightly divide the Word of God and, and to study. The Bible says to study to show yourself approved. Don't take my word for it, but study. You have the Spirit of God, right? Jesus said, I will teach you, lead you, and guide you into all truth. That's why you need the Holy Ghost to teach you and admonish you. So we're going to dive into Romans, the book of Romans. And so we're going to start at Romans chapter 1, and I'm going to read a couple different versions. Uh, I don't know that we'll get past Romans chapter 1, verse 7, because there's a lot there. It's loaded uh, with so many things, and there is no way... No way to, you can remain seated. There is no way to exhaust um, the depth, the height, the riches of Christ. There's just no way to do it. The Bible is just an amazing book that, uh, and again, it's, it's alive, right? The Bible says it is quick and powerful, and uh, it gets right into the thought, into the intent of the heart. You're thankful for, I'm thankful for the Word of God. Word of God's keeping us, right? He's, he's that, there's that anchor, that anchor to our soul uh, that's going to help us weather the storm, right? We're, we're not those that have no hope. We have hope. Boy, I, if I did not have Jesus, I, I would be at my wit's end if, if I would even be alive. You know, that's, that's a whole other story. Uh, if it had not been for Jesus, you know, where would we be? So Romans chapter 1, verse 1 says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, 
called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom ye, ye, ye also the called of Jesus Christ to all that be in Rome beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I heard some of these things in those testimonies that you gave, the peace of God. You're called. And so we want to talk about being called. We want to talk about this uh, thing called grace and, and, um, and um, be- being beloved, being loved of God. And uh, what, what, a, what a privilege. What an honor. <laughs> We lose sight of that. I can lose sight of that so much so quickly sometimes. And, and uh, that's why it's important to gather together uh, to remind each other to be an encouragement. Uh, um, I, was, I was telling Sister Dawn, we were talking a little bit, and um, I, b- I believe the Lord's helped me to, to, be, uh, to be an encourager. Um, that's just, he, he has used me in those realms. But I, have a, I, am, I am of no encouragement to myself. <laughs> it takes a lot to encourage myself. I just, that gifting is not for me. It's for others. And so that's why he needs you to help me. That's why I need the word of God. That's why we have the spirit of God, right? David said, I encourage myself in the Lord. So, um, so we, need, we need all that. We need the word. Romans, uh, again, same verse, New Living Translation. Let me just read the New Living Translation. It says, this letter is from Paul, a slave. Boy, read that. A slave of Christ Jesus. The Bible says that you're not your own, right? You're bought with a price. You're a slave to Christ. And that's good. That's okay. That, that's a joyous thing. That's not a grievous thing. His burdens are light, right? Chosen by God to be an apostle, sent out to preach his good news. God promised his good news long ago through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. The good news is about his son. Aren't you thankful that there's good news? We have good news. CNN, ABC, NBC, Fox, they, have, they do not have good news. <laughs> we have good news. I've got good news in his word. In his, in his earthly life, he was born unto King David's family line. He was shown to be the son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them so that they will believe and obey him, bringing glory to his name. And you are included among those Gentiles who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. I am writing to you all in Rome who are loved by God and called by his own holy people. May God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. So the calling of God, God's calling to us. First, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 10 says, Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Make it steadfast. Make it unmovable. Don't, 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 don't cast off confidence. Just be assured of it. Make, make, give diligence to it because you and I are in attack. You, are, you and I are in warfare. You and I are in spiritual warfare, and there are voices that are there daily trying to bring you down and to, uh, to take away uh, your, your uh, or, or, or tear down what God, the Bible says to, Pray in the Spirit, building up your most holy faith. And so we've got, that's why we've got to pray in the Spirit. That's why we've got to walk in the Spirit because the Lord wants to build us up. God wants to remind us through his word of who we are. The enemy wants to attack our identity. Daily he's going to try to attack your identity. He is a, a liar. He's a thief. He's the father of lies. There is no truth in him. 
And so it is his purpose and it is his mission. He is, he is a, we have a focused and a, uh, 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 an adversary that is determined on his mission. That's why you and I need to have vision. We need to be able to see. We need to be able to be diligent about this, right? Be sober, be vigilant for your adversary. The devil is as a roaring lion. And so um, make your calling election sure, for if you do these things, you shall never fail. And so giving diligence to your calling and to your election, that, that's talking about endeavoring. That's putting, putting that, that, uh, putting that t- time in, if you will, not, not to check off a list, but, but it's, you know, your, your, your purpose what is your purpose? What, what did God save you and I for? I, I don't believe it was just to exist. I, I don't believe it was just to bide our time until he's coming, just to hang out. Okay, we got a few more days left and he's coming. No, I, I, I believe that we're to occupy until he comes. I, I believe there's a harvest field that, that the Lord is calling us to. That, that's our election. That's our calling. Our calling is to to go and to go forth, right, to preach the gospel to every creature. I, I believe that, that the Lord is, is setting us up. Setting, he's, the Lord is setting you up for a victory. He's, he's setting this world up. And again, if you look by the natural, you, you can be discouraged. You can, it can weigh on your brain. It can definitely get you all bent out of shape and in the natural for sure. But in the spiritual realm, Seeing, God help us to see in the spirit. God, give us spiritual eyes that that we can see. For so an entrance, verse 11, shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I neglect, I, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. Thank you, Peter, for reminding us of who we are. We need to remind ourselves who we are. You need to remind yourself of you, who you are. You, a, you are a child of God. You are called, a called child chosen of Almighty God. Yea, I think it meet, verse 13, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must be put off this tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that you, you may be able, after my decrease, to have these things always in remembrance. For we have not followed cunning fables when we were made known unto you the power of and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. This, this is not just something that was done in a corner, but, but there's, there's power. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And so we have a calling. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18 says, I, Pete, Jesus said unto Peter, he said, I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We have a calling, amen. We, we have authority in Christ. We've been called for a purpose. Second, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. Again, you can write these down if you, if you want these scriptures. Again, I just have a bunch of scriptures down there, and uh, you can just take notes in between and, and do, do with it as the Lord will direct you. But... Uh, verse 9 says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I have a responsibility. See, there's, it's, there's flow. The, the Bible, Jesus said, right out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And so... There's, there's horizontal flow and there's vertical flow. And, and I'm sure I've shared this. I'm sure you've heard it before. But the, 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 uh, the Dead Sea and the Sea of Galilee. And uh, uh, both are part of the same uh, 
pipeline, if you will, of the, the River Jordan. But the, uh, and the, the Dead Sea just takes in water but does not let water out. The Sea of Galilee not only takes in water, but it lets water go out. The Sea of Galilee has, had, uh, has done commercial fishing for over 2,000 years. There's, there's livestock. It's lively. There, 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 there are people who are able to fish and gain and grab out of that water. There is nothing alive in the Dead Sea. So if all I do is take in and I don't give out, if there's just a horizontal flow from, from God, from, I, and I need that, but if there is no, uh, if there's just vertical and there's no horizontal flow of his word or, or of his truth or, or of his love or, or of his grace or of his mercy, then, then I'm dead. Then, then it's just going to be for me and, and I'll die out. But, but if there is a, both the, the, the horizontal and, or the vertical and the horizontal flow, then, then there'll be, uh, there'll be life that be breathing inside you and I. God's called us to bring forth. God's, called us to flow in his spirit, just to be vessels, to be a conduit of his spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't we just lift our hands? Why don't we just worship him right now? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we desire, desire to be a flow, desire to flow in the spirit, Lord, that we would be conduits. Lord, not just not a container, Lord, but a conduit of your spirit, that your spirit would flow out of us. Lord, you've called us to show forth praises. Lord, you've called us to open our mouth. You've called us, Lord, to lend our voice. You've called us to be available. Lord, you've called us to be willing. You've called us, Lord, to, to go forth and to speak your word, to declare your truths in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father, give us revelation of that flow. Give us a revelation, Lord, that we've surrendered our lives, that our lives are not our own, that we're bought with a price. Bought with a price. Hallelujah. We surrendered that. I surrendered my life, and I, 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 I want to die out. I need to die. I need to die out to my own will. I need to die out to my own desires. I, I, want, I want the Lord to, to flow through us. I want, I want God to have his way. God, God's called us for, a, for such a time as this. Acts chapter 1, verse 6, And when they were therefore come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? <laughs> right? They, they, were, they were in. They were under tyrannical reign. Rome was a force in the natural. They were under oppression. They, they were challenged physically. And they were coming to Jesus, and they said, all right, is this when you're going to do it? <laughs> We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get some of our, our, our liberties back, some of our freedoms back, right? We're going to be able to enjoy some of this, this life that you've. And Jesus said unto them, it is not for you to know the time or the season which the Father has put in his own power. So you, you don't have to worry about what's going on here. But this is, what you, this is what you can rest in. This is what you can be encouraged in. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be a witness unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Paul said in Romans, he said, I'm called, that I was, uh, that among ye also are called of Christ Jesus. So we have to recognize that we're called, that we're a chosen people, that God's given us power, given us deutimus, not only power deutimus to do it, but he's given us exousia, Right as, as, as the Lord sent forth 70 to go heal, he gave them authority. So we have, now, we have authority, we have exousia, and we have deutimous power to do what God has called us to do because we cannot do it through our own self. We cannot do it through our own human means. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 says, And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. God's given us a ministry. You are called by God to minister in the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ, 
This is the ministry here, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto, unto them, but hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. It is God's will that none perish, but all would come to repentance. That is the word. That is the ministry of that word. That is the word of reconciliation. That is the good news. We have good news when the world is clamoring about this uh, place or this politician or, 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 or what these things should be or, or all of the social justice issues that, that no doubt have some root in the word of God. But the greatest social justice, if you will, is to be free from sin, to be free from bondage, right? All the evils of this world are because of unrighteousness and sin. It's not God's will that man would be against man or that hatred and all this would take place. But we have that good news. And so God can bring a body together that from all, all different creeds and backgrounds and nations and tongues and kindreds and, and have a unity of this. Unity? How, how does that happen? That's not going to happen by a, by a world doctrine. That's not going to happen by man's means. That, that doesn't happen by a, a certain programs, but that's nothing but by the power of the Holy Ghost. That's, that's nothing but the power of the Spirit. And so now then we are ambassadors for Christ. You are an ambassador. Every day that you wake up, every day that, that you uh, go, go to your job, Again, we, we, need a, we need an understanding of, of that you're called. You need to have an understanding that you're called. And uh, what gets me up in the morning, what, what drives me to, to drive the distance that I drive every day is that there's a call. There's a call of God in my life. There's, there's promises that, that God has promised. There's, God has promised to harvest. God, God has promised trees. God has promised fruit. God, God is, I don't, I don't, what does that mean? How, what does that look like? I have no idea what that means exactly. I don't know how to get there. I don't know how to get there. I have no clue how to get there. But I know God has promised it. So I'm standing on God's promise. But that's an acknowledgement that God's called. God called me. God's called you. God is no respecter of persons. What has God called you to do? God, God's called you, no doubt, to be a witness, to, to, to be a ambassador to be an ambassador for christ that you represent the kingdom of of almighty god you and i are ambassadors of the kingdom of god an ambassador of the united states or whatever country cannot do whatever he wants to do cannot say whatever he wants to say cannot behave any way he wants to behave but is under strict guidelines of how to present himself, how to, how to present the king, how to, how to present the kingdom, how to speak for whatever office and whatever uh, desk that he's been sent by. We, we, we're ambassadors for Christ. We have a word. I have a word. I have good news. We are called. You and I are called as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead. Be reconciled. Be reconciled to God. Who does God want to reconcile? God wants to reconcile this whole world. God wants to reconcile my neighbor, those that I work with, those individuals in, in our city. God wants to reconcile. And so we're called. We are called. Uh, Paul said that, that uh, somewhere he said, I am, by, I am what I am by the grace of God. Right. And so this this thing called grace. Um, to whom Romans chapter one. And verse. Five says, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. We have we have we have received grace. God's grace, the grace of God. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says, Let us come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Grace is the Spirit empowering you and I 
to do what we cannot do for ourselves. It's God's grace. Paul had a thorn in his flesh. Paul prayed three times. Lord, take this, take this away. But the Lord said, my grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. So no flesh is going to glory in his presence. But it's by God's grace that he allows us to flow in his spirit, his, his, his spirit to, to do those things that, that God desires us to do as a conduit of God's spirit. And so um, we have to fight against spirit of intimidation or, or fear or uh, the Bible says, talks about we are not among those that compare ourselves among ourselves. You don't have to stand behind anybody. You don't have to stand behind anybody. God's called you in particular. God has a calling for you. God has a purpose for you individually. There's nobody else in the world like you. And so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to devalue anybody. I'm here to encourage somebody. I'm, I'm here to tell you that God's got his hand on you, that, that God is going to use you in a mighty way, that, that God's brought you out of those darkness, that failures and mistakes and, and all of those painful places will be a blessing, amen, for somebody because God, God will use all of those failures and mistakes to bring about great change, to bring about a testimony. And so, so I want to just encourage my brother, encourage my sister. Don't defalure yourself. Don't, don't speak words against yourself. Don't, don't let those spirits that, that would, would want you to degrade who you are or devalue the, the blood that Jesus paid for you. God's blood was, he saw you when, you were, when he was on the cross. The, the Calvary was for you. If you were the only one on this earth, he would have died for you. You have a purpose. You have a calling. You, God's given you the grace to do all that he's called you to do. Well, I can't do it. Well, I can't do it either. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what God is doing. It is overwhelming, but I'm thankful that there is, there is word. There is, there is word to prove what I'm telling, what I'm speaking about today. In, uh, in Romans chapter 4, we've got a man by the name of Abraham. Abraham, Abraham believed God. God said that, that out of him was going to come all the nations of the earth were going to be blessed. Out of him, we're gonna, a nation was going to come. His wife was barren, and he was past age. Bible says that he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform it. And so God has given the church a promise that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. That upon this rock, upon the understanding of who Jesus is, the gates of hell would not prevail. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 1. Now, again, I'm, we're supposed to be going through Romans, and I'm reading all these other scriptures. Just That's the way my brain works. That's just the way this works because within those scriptures, there, there is, it's talking about being called of God. It's talking about God's grace. The apostle Paul declared over and over that it's by the God's grace that I'm here. I am the least of the apostles said. He said, I am a chief sinner. He was persecuting the church. He was dragging believers out of their houses. It was Stephen, right, that they threw their, their garments in front of, in front of Paul after they just stoned Stephen. And Stephen Crying out to the Lord, <laughs> Father, forgive them, for they know not what you do. That that's by gets that's by grace. That's not that's not just, that's not human will. That's not because he was superhuman that he could take all that. That's by grace of God. That God gave him the power to stand there and take take all. When someone's throwing stones at you, man, you're throwing back or you're running. But Stephen didn't run. But God used Stephen, I believe to speak to the heart of Paul or Saul. And on the road to Damascus, God turned Saul's heart around. And he told Saul, many things you're going to suffer for my namesake. But Saul became a conduit of God's spirit 
And Paul had to suffer many things. But it was God's grace empowering him to do this thing. Galatians chapter 3, verse 1, and I'm reading from the Amplified. Oh, you poor and silly and thoughtless and unreflecting and senseless Galatians, who hath fascinated or bewitched or cast a spell over you, to whom right before your very eyes Jesus Christ, the Messiah, was openly and graphically set forth and portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you one question. Who, who, did you receive the Holy Spirit as a result of obeying the law? and doing it by works, or was it the hearing the message of the gospel and believing it? Was it from observing the law of rituals or from a message of faith? Are you so foolish and senseless and so silly? You've begun your new life spiritually with the Holy Spirit, and are you now reaching perfection by dependence on the flesh? Don't, Paul said, in, I have no confidence in the flesh. I have no confidence in this flesh. This flesh is no good. This flesh, says in Romans chapter 8, is an enemy of God. It's not subject to God, neither indeed can be. Your flesh is an enemy. But thank God, right, oh, wretched man that I am, Romans chapter 7, who will deliver me from the body of this death? I thank the Lord through Christ Jesus. That word thank is grace. I thank by grace, God's grace, that he's going to give me the victory. God's grace is going to empower you to do all that he's asking you to do. It's by grace, right? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9, For I am the least of the apostles, and I'm not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But the grace of God, I am what I am. And his great grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, Yet not I, but the grace of God which was within me. So he said, I, I, he, he wasn't boasting of himself. He knew where the strength came from. I know where the strength comes from. It's not in me. I can't do it. You can't do it. We can't do it. But that's, that's where that becomes glorious, that, that God threw us. And the, the world will, will stand in awe as, as the sons and daughters of God were going to be made manifest because uh, the apostle Peter and John, they, they were told by the religious rulers that they were ignorant and unlearned men. And they were in the natural, but they had been with Jesus. And so, oh, oh to be with Jesus. Oh, to, let, to make your abode with him, to, to allow his feathers and his covering to cover you, to, to let his spirit overshadow you. Hallelujah. As you pray in the spirit, as you drive and as you pray in your home, as you, as you go forth your day and you're praying in the spirit of God, as you're speaking mysteries, as, as you're declaring the truths of God, as you're making yourself available for him to flow through you, never discount. Hallelujah. You are called. You are chosen. The great of God, the goodness of God flowing in you, empowering you to be a witness, empowering you to make a difference. I believe it's the church's greatest hour. I believe it's the church's greatest opportunity, oh, to be uh, what God has called us to be. You know, it's supposed to be kind of teaching here, but I pray that I believe that the Spirit of the Lord will let you go home and, and study. And again, it, we're going to be going through Romans. Romans, So uh, go through Romans yourself. The Spirit will speak to you. The Spirit of the Lord will, will impress upon you. Um, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace are you saved I couldn't save myself it was the spirit of God that empowered me it was no man comes to the father except the spirit draw him he deserves all the glory he deserves all the praise he he deserves all the honor he I, I stand I I'm, I I have the I'm allowed to stand here today by grace by his grace by his grace and by his mercy. God is no respecter of persons. Church, you're called. The grace of God is flowing. 
God's grace, oh, that you would abound in his grace. The adversary doesn't want you to know who you are. The, the adversary wants to, to deceive you, wants to bewitch you, wants, to, wants you to think that you'll, you'll be made perfect in the flesh, that when everything is all together, everything is, you gotta, you're a perfect package, that's when God will use you. Well, that'll never happen. But through the Spirit, God will, right? The Bible says that we will, through the Spirit, we will mortify or put the deeds, right? Put, put to death the deeds of the flesh. If you live after the flesh, you're going to die. If you do whatever your flesh wants, well, you're going to die. But if you, through the Spirit, mortify the deeds of the flesh, and so just because you have a temptation, well, th- that's your humanity, but you don't have to give in to those temptations. You don't have to yield. My flesh wants to do a lot of things. My, my, flesh, is, 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 is my flesh is no good. Can, can I just be honest? My, my flesh is no good. But I, I'm, I'm through the Spirit, through God's grace, it doesn't do everything that it wants to do. Thank God. Thank God for conviction. Thank, thank God for the spirit of the Lord speaking. Thank, thank God for his word, right? We, we can get in a whole lot. We're, we, that's Romans chapter 7 and 8. That's, that, that's going to be good, good stuff right there. But um, where was I? That in the ages to come, he might, verse uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse, and I'm, I am winding down. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse uh, 6 Verse 5, grace are you saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He's quickened us. The Spirit of the Lord quickened you by grace are you saved, made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's a little bit better vision in that heavenly place, right? So our thoughts, our thinking, our our abode, right? The secret place of the Most High. When I'm down here on the surface, you know, I'm focused on, on this life and the things of this life, and they wear you down, right? The, 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 the Lord in Genesis chapter 3 told the serpent, of the dust you're going to eat all the days of your life. We're made of dust, so this flesh, that's where Satan wants to battle us, in the dust, in the things of this life. But he said, but, but the seed of a woman is going to bruise the head of that snake, right? I give you power uh, to tread over serpent and scorpions. And so w- when we are walking in the spirit, when we're allowing God's grace to flow through us and give us that, that strength to overcome, then we are treading over those demonic forces. We have the grace of God, the great grace that in the ages to come he may show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. God's grace to you is not because you deserved it or you earned it or you had uh, you have this gifting or that gifting. No. Giftings are from God. They're without repentance. But the giftings aren't for you. They're for others. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And just kind of final few thoughts here uh, where Paul says in Romans Chapter 6, verse 7. Beloved, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, that that is so rich, so powerful. To them that be in Rome, to them that be in Syracuse, you're beloved of God. You are beloved of God of Almighty God. You are 
called to be saints. What is it called? To be a saint, to be, to be right? We're the church, the ecclesia. He's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, right? That we should show forth. So it's not just the calling out. He just didn't, he just didn't take us out of something, but he brought us into something. Brought us into his church, into his body, right? He's on the throne, and the earth is his footstool. Well, that's his feet. Feet are not coming out of the head, right? So that's part of the body. We're part of the body. He's called us to have the dominion, power, authority in the spirit over every demonic force, over these spirits, over those things that bind people. We have authority when we pray and when we speak the word of God. God's grace flowing through us as we declare God's word. God's going to do it. He's going to do it. I know he's going to do it. And I want to make myself available to it. You want to make yourself available to it. You're, you, you, now, the Bible says, and I'm, I'm jumping all over the place. I, I may apologize, apologize if, if that's the way it seems. But it says, now, now you are the sons of God. What manner of love, 1 John, verse 3. Chapter 3, verse 1, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. What, what manner of love that God has, that we should be called the sons of God. And that's, that's generic. That's both sons and daughters. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now, there it is. Beloved, now we are the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, he, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Don't get distracted. Don't be, don't be entangled again with the affairs of this life. But keep your focus. You are beloved of God. You are called for a purpose. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we also have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. We, we are standing in God's grace, right? Where sin abound, grace did much more abound. Well, right, the question was, he, he, was, he was being facetious, but should we sin more? No, God forbid. God forbid, but we have grace, and if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father. If we confess our sins, he's faithful to forgive us. Rejoice in hope and the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations, knowing, knowing that tribulation. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience, patience experience, experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. The love of God is shed in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise the Lord. Maybe, Brother Logan, if you've got a song, I'm sorry to spring that on you, but why don't we all stand? You are called. 